You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. On 11.16 SEN, the award-winning crunch time for Honda's 2017 run-out. Welcome back to Crunch Time. It is 11 minutes past 12. Shortly in the crunch, we'll analyse topics including the Crows, the Tigers, the Dogs and their mistake with Jack Redpath. What do we expect from the Cats and their three guns on Monday? And, of course, the Magpies, huge game for them against the Giants. will also return to the cricket and David Warner. But now joining us in the box, a man who was second in charge at the AFL. He's running things at the Gold Coast. His best friend is Bob Murphy after Bob put them in the eight. In fact, I think he now has them as premiership favourites after their win in round one. He is the chief, chief executive of the Gold Coast Suns, Mark Evans. Mark, welcome. Thanks, Hutto. Yeah, Bob, I thought you might have had us top four after round one. Well, if, if we win if we win today, <laughs> who, who knows? Did you, have you got a membership for him or a jumper it, to present? It, it'll be free. It'll be in the post. Unofficial it? number one ticket holder, Hutto. Given the circumstances and the expectations, uh, which are pretty low given uh, all that happened last year and the changes and the fact that you've got uh, half a season on the road, it's it's been a really positive start, hasn't it? Not just last week, but through the pre-season. Yeah, it has. And it, what you want, if you have to go through the pain of a, a big reset, you want that freshness and the energy to come out and, and you get that over summer you never really know what you get come round one but I just have to say despite the conditions of the travel whatever it is um, at the moment there, there's a really good feel about the, the the freshness and the energy that Stuart Jew and his crew have bought. What was it that Stuart showed you in the, in the process that uh, made you pick him? He's got a great footy pedigree, so leaving all of those things aside, um, the fact that he'd come from three terrific clubs that had each had success at the, the last weekend of September, leaving that aside, the person that he is is a person who connects to other people. And uh, my assessment, the assessment of other people around the club was, if we were going to go through this change, we had to build such cohesion with inside of our ranks to reset and go to go to new heights for the club. So that will take time. There'll be times where it looks good, times where it doesn't, um, but uh, at least we've got the person there that's going to help drive that. He's a pretty relaxed sort of character. Did, did you? Did he? How did he come across to you in terms of his approach to the game and and that that image? I guess he has been a pretty laid back sort of fella. Yeah, he's he, he's a deep student of the game and always looking to continuously improve and it's shown that through the stuff that he's done level four program lots of overseas trips and people that would speak to him would say he's a, he's a dead set student of the game but he does have this ability his his greatest strength is that he wants to spend time around people and whether that ends up being you know, teammates or whether it ends up being other staff coaches or admin he wants to spend time around them and, and unite them towards something. And that was the the thing, I think, that uh, resonated so much with what we have to do to make sure that we keep as many players as we can, get our staff focused, 
keep them in and around and, and you know charge hopefully somewhere towards a, a premiership in the future. Well, that was going to be my next question. What did you say to him is the number one priority that needs to change here? Well, there's no doubt for me there are lots of good programs at the Gold Coast Suns, and I don't want to treat over history. There were lots of good programs, but I felt the the first real need is the ability to integrate everything that we do. Uh, I look at the best of clubs, the clubs that won premierships, and in, in the years that they do that, every part of the football department and the entire club sings together. And, uh, so I, it wasn't I, before? No, I, I think maybe off the back of some years of underachieving compared to expectation, our own and, and external, uh, I think that had fragmented. Mark, um, what often happens at, at clubs after you know big-name players or leaders leave a football club and some guys step into that space? What have, what have you seen with the, the vacuum left by Gary Ablett at the end of last year? Well, amazingly... That might be the first Gary Ablett question we've had in a few months. And what I would have noticed uh, last year, been there 12 months myself, there wouldn't be a day or a week go by where there wasn't a question about Gary. And as good a player as he was, if he was in the team, the question would be geared around, gee, you must be a chance today, you've got Gary in. Or if he wasn't playing, oh, you're in trouble today, you haven't got Gary. No one's asked us that question for a while. Um, we'd still love his playing ability. Don't get me wrong, you'd love to have Gary on the team. But I think one of the things the rest of the place realises is that you can't replace Gary Ablett with, uh, you know, draft pick number 42. So what it really means is 22 players on any day, 44 players on a list, all finding a little bit more to, to cover that. So, so should he, the club have let him go when he first asked? I don't know, and I, I don't really know the circumstances of that. Um, I picked it up uh, a year on. Um, so I, I don't really know, but depends maybe what was offered to them. One question you will always be asked is, Tom Lynch, um, is it your biggest challenge? Uh, it's, not, it's not our biggest challenge, but it's a big challenge. And why I would say it's a big challenge is uh, it's the message we want to send to every player is there's something here that is going to work in the future if we all commit ourselves to it. Now, this year it'll be Tom Lynch and next year we'll have another player out of contract or, or a number of players out of contract. And we have to try and create this cohesive unit that we want to stay for the right reasons. Part of that is getting the environment right and belief in the structures and the coaches and all of those sorts of things, getting them to absolute top notch and that's that's what we'll focus on. With that in mind, are you at risk of overpaying for Tom Lynch in terms of dollars, years and the investment you put into him? Because we will never know what you pay him. We'll we'll probably know the years, but is it a risk? just to get his signature, that it sets the club back. Now, well, there's one thing that um, you might not know too much about me, Kane, but I won't talk about the mechanics or the intricacies of a player contract because anything I say in there gets 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 taken uh, some way by someone listening, whether I say it well or don't say it well. Mm. And my comments will always be directly to, to Tom and his manager, and I'm really confident that we'll run through that process properly there are two parties that uh, have to come to an agreement. So that will always involve you know, length of a term, what the dollars are is a part of it. But um, to, but for me, there is the first part is hearing that someone, one, wants to stay and sees the, the bright future at the club. Now, then I look at it would say, once you get through all of that about any individual, what you're trying to do is put in a system that will allow you to keep as many good players as you can. You might not be able to ring fence every single player on your list, 
but you try and come up with a system where you say, well, I'll keep as many as I can. And um, in my time at Hawthorne, that's certainly what we did. I've seen it work at other clubs that get tested from time to time and uh, uh, sometimes players stay, sometimes they don't. But is there the potential for that to happen? Not, not, not even in this particular case, if you don't want to talk individually about Tom, that a, a club in your situation, in this inflationary uh, situation we're in now, um, and clubs are all going to be coming for these big names, particularly if you're vulnerable in a state, can, could a club actually just put too much into one player? Well, what, what I'll say is if I stay away from the Gold Coast and say that I did this for a number of years with Hawthorne, with Graham Wright in particular, who was a star at it, probably I think is uh, one of the best in the business at it, and he would go and present something you never want to underpay a player. You never want to underpay. But you also want to be able to convince the player that you're trying to, to solve the collective puzzle, which is keep as much player talent as you can, uh, and, and players that, respond to that, do you think? Yeah, mostly they do. Now, it will always depend on what the difference is. There's a, there's a stay and a, a go element to that. And um, sometimes you don't keep every player. Uh, Hawthorne didn't keep Lance Franklin, uh, you know, probably one of the best players that, that we'll ever see in, in our era. And um, they kept him for a period of time and didn't keep him after that. And so it, it's a changed world because of free agency um, and... You just have to be a bit more mature about how you go about it. In terms of personality types, we saw two players last year who thrived on being out of contract and that that bright light shines so intensely and Kelly and Martin thrived in it. Tom Lynch from the outside doesn't strike me as that sort of personality. How do you think he will deal with the week-to-week? Even his body language at the end of the uh, win last week was being analysed as to was he invested in the group is that's going to be a weekly discussion will he will he handle that i've i've dealt with tom for only 12 months only known him intimately for for 12 months and um, i don't have any fears about that it can um, uh, i think it can test your mind sometimes but uh, uh, i also know the best way to do it is to actually just keep concentrating on playing whatever's happening just keep concentrating on what you need to do for yourself and the team to play well. And he'll be able to do that? Yeah, I've got really conf- good confidence in, in him from that perspective. Um, last year, his form was pretty good at times, carried a, a back injury there for a little while, which hampered him, and, and there was a lot of um, external criticism for him about that. But when, when you're not being as open about uh, a back injury to the public, I think you just have to wear that, so we, we weren't too worried internally. He is a co-captain. Will he do the media that a co-captain would normally do or will you try to shield him from it a little bit knowing every single interview is going to contain that element? Well, my, my theory is if that is the environment then don't remove yourself from the environment. So if that's the, the, the way football is then we all have to accept that that's what it is. I'm sure he'll get sick of answering the questions and that uh, forces him to sign a little earlier. <laughs> I'm not too worried. Mark, in your time at the AFL, was, was AFL reserves put on the agenda and would it help the Gold Coast Suns having that come into the competition? Yeah, it's, it's been discussed a bit, but um, uh, if you wind back through to the late 90s when we had AFL reserves, there were problems with that system. And when you move away from it, you forget about the problems. You wish you had the, the benefits of it. Um, thinking selfishly from a Gold Coast Suns point of view, what, what do you want from your second-tier team? You want the ability to be able to coach and train the players on the AFL program. So that's you don't want to uh, have a Thursday night game for your AFL team and a, a Sunday night game for your, your 
needful terms. So you're trying to align the structure of your week, but then you're really trying to get the coaching so that you, if you need to pull someone up, they've played the position, they've played in the good conditions, and they understand what, what it's going to take for them to step up into the AFL level. NEFL, uh does that pretty well, and I think the state leagues around it do that pretty well, but it, be, it is a, an unusual system because you've got some teams that are very focused on what their AFL output is, and then you've got other teams where that is their highest output. So uh, it's a bit of a mishmash of that. We would, um, uh, in terms of travel, you'd, you'd add games to... We travel every second week anyway, so there's not too much, but you would have to travel to South Australia and you'd have to travel to Perth and you might have to travel to Tassie or to travel to Darwin. So there are extra logistics around that, and I guess the other thing would be the expense. What do you think of the MRP changes? Much better, aren't they? Oh, <laughs> About time they cleaned that up. <laughs> Who was the silly person that set up the last one? How, how do you how do you view that all that now that all the changes to things that you put in place now that you're at Clubland? No, I, I really believe uh, whoever's in charge of the day has to be able to back in what they think is an improvement to the system. And um, in my couple of years there, we made a number of improvements. And uh, from what I've seen so far, I quite like the the changes that Steve's made as well. So good on him. How do you think you'll fare today against the Blues? Oh, it's a really good test for us because um, in Townsville we played, uh, it was hot and humid, wasn't wet, uh, although that had a lot of rain there. We played at Southport, there was a lot of rain. We played in Cairns, there was a lot of rain. And I think sometimes there you get away with whether your pressure is absolutely up to date and you certainly get away with uh, whether your ball movement is crisp or not. So today sort of feels like it's... Um, testing what we might have done over summer so really looking forward to see how that goes good luck thanks for being with us today thank you enjoy the day good luck bob is will come for you if you lose (laughs) (laughs) mark evans the ceo of the gold coast suns just on the mrp no charges uh, from uh, north versus st kilda mccartan cleared of contact with jamont deemed contact was inevitable and player was able to take the kick free and 50 metre penalty was sufficient penalty which I think is probably how we read it at the time and in news for today Cruiser is out for uh, Carlton uh, with that groin issue we saw last week against the Tigers and Cameron Polson replaces him no changes for the Suns it's a big change that one isn't it mm. is that, that was how it was leaning but that has a material impact on what's going to unfold quick thoughts on what Mark had to say then about Lynch in particular and well, I, I, I think the point about over-investing is valid. I mean, he, he won't uh, commit to that. But I look at the Crows as well with Sloan. Because they've lost so many players, mm. are they tempted just to sell the farm for Rory Sloan? So I'll, I'll wonder what, and my belief is, Bob, and we can spar on this as well, that player wages should be public, just so we all have an indication of exactly who is over-investing and who isn't. My view may surprise you on that. Really? <laughs> we agree. <laughs> Better stay with us and hear Bob's view. It's coming up in the crunch here on Crunch Time. With thanks to Honda's 2017 run-out sale. It's now on. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.